0: Sure, that we're all happy to be here, healthy and strong as we are. To think that there's many people today who could not come to the services because of sickness and many bad things. And death kept some away. Yeah. And sickness kept others away. And disappointments kept others away. But God has brought us together again yeah. to serve Him. We're so happy for these things. And now, uh, coming together. I'd like to just say a few words about our last meeting overseas where you all prayed so hard for us. And, yes. and the Lord to give us the great service. He did. And we're so happy to report that many souls were saved. That's the main thing. Souls being saved, born in the kingdom of God. We, you know, we the preaching of the cross brings... Uh, observation, it brings trouble, it brings stirrups, and we can't expect to be immune from all those, we just have to take them as they come. Uh-huh. So, we we had some trouble. When we left Zurich, now I might explain what it was. Uh, the church, the first reformer uh, was Martin Luther as we all know, and second was Swingley. And Swingley went into to, out of, into Switzerland, and there at Zurich was the Bible first translated in English, uh, the full Bible, from the first translation was it at Zurich, Switzerland. They still hang with the old Swingley idea, and Swingley's translation denies the virgin birth. He doesn't believe in the virgin birth. They said that he was the son of Joseph, called the son of God. And we believe that he was the Son of God, that he was born of the Father God, that uh, gave him his birth through creation. And uh, Billy Grimm, well-known, everyone knows him nearly, he was in there for one day before I was, and if they didn't criticize that poor boy, just making fun of him where it didn't, they didn't need to be. They said he put a permanent wave in his hair and said, he come to the church like he was going to a bandbox instead of the church and said he preached like a fantastic American soap salesman and, and um, said you can smell him ten feet away with perfume and just all things like that, just making fun of the boy, because why? He didn't deserve that. I heard Billy was right there. He preached the supreme deity of the Lord Jesus yeah, right. Christ. That's right. Yeah. He said there's many men who can stand up and philosophers and so forth, but Jesus Christ is God himself manifest yeah. in the flesh. Brother, I hollered amen as loud as I could, <laughs> Well, I know that's true. I believe that. Well, of course, me seeing the way they treated him, I dropped right into his place, started right on with the supreme deity that Jesus Christ was yeah. Jehovah God manifested in flesh. Well, in doing that, the Lord gave us 50,000 souls, and that the five nights meeting. And then when they heard we were going up into Germany, now there at State and Church, what the Church tells the state, the state does. And we've often talked about, many times, if I have someone here, it's a Catholic friend, I don't say this now to be shoving your church at all, no sir, I have thousands and tens of thousands of Catholic friends. But we've often thought in the early days when the Catholic Church united with the Church and State together in the days of Papal Rome and what a persecution it brought. Well, brother, the Protestant is just as bad, not worse. The Protestant church treated me twice as bad as the Catholic church ever did treat me. Uh, So then when they went up there and sent into Germany and told the German authorities not to receive me, that I was absolutely against the teaching and I wasn't nothing but an imposter, and not to receive me, and they'd build a stadium there that seated 30,000 people. When they refused me to have the regular football stadium, Well, because of the state being owned Hitler built it there, then they went out and put a canvas cathedral up that would seat around 30,000, opened up the side so he could still set them on back. Somewhere we'd give 30,000 under roof. And they sent word that that I was an imposter and not to receive me at all. And um, so then the government sat right down and said, thumbs down, I can't come in. Dr. Guckenbuehl, a friend, uh, a national attorney, sent word down there and went down there and said, No, sir, he cannot come in. We will not receive him. So uh, he goes down. It's in the American zone at, Clark, at, um, at uh, Karlsruhe, which means Charles Rest. He went down there to the colonel of the American army, which is the American occupied zone in there. And he went to the colonel and said, Why can't we have this American evangelist to come in? He said they had billy graham up there and said why can't we have this brother come in and so the colonel said to, well i don't see why you can't said who is the preacher said it's brother bram said brother ram said he prayed for my mother and she was healed in america so brother that opened the door it didn't make any difference what they said <laughs> that opened the door so they threw the door open and and we went right on in and had the meeting the first night to get in and out of the the crowd, we wouldn't, we wouldn't preach divine healing. We stayed right away from it. Just wouldn't pray for the sick first. We got them on the gospel first, to be sure. So in order to get me out to keep me from being shot from the bushes, they take a man and just milling around and around me like that, so that they couldn't get an aim on me. You see, so I got in and was attacked the first night with all his fanatics, and and I got into the car all right, Billy. I had to grab him to get him in because somebody just about had him, and so then. Uh, so when we got in, then on the second, third night, we started praying for the sick. And that night, they brought to the platform one of the sweetest experiences I've had in all my life. A little girl, now it is not, now this rudeness is not the German people, they're the nicest people I ever met in my life. I tell you, if I lived anywhere else besides America, I'd take Germany anytime and they're humble they're way better than the Swiss the Swiss is alright but the Swiss has never had any trouble just like American church. see? we've we never been bombed over here or anything we just war comes along we live off the riches of the land and the boys goes over and dies and come back and we never see it but them Germans has been beat to the ground where their mothers would burn with gas in their arms and you find their mummy skulls laying there with the baby pressed to her bosom like that they know what prayer means And they're humble and willing. And so that night in the meeting, all the newspapers studying around and everything and all the churches criticizing and sponsored by none of them. So we just set up the meeting and thousands even couldn't even gain the place to get to the tent, the place where we're at. And then while the Holy Spirit was moving, the inspiration come on, there's a lady laying there and told her her backbone was eaten too with tuberculosis strapped on a bowl. I said, unstrap her and a doctor raised up and said oh you can't do that I said, unstrapper for thus saith the lord (laughs) up she got and run through that building with this is perfect and normal as she could be and her her she was barefoot and come to the platform about 15 minutes after that they started the prayer line going on and along come a little girl about six years old or eight years old about the age of my little becky two long plaits hanging down her back and She almost went off the platform, they called her and brought over, when she got to me, she started putting her, had her little head down here, and she started putting her little hands around me like that, and she was blind, been born blind, she never had seen. And when we had prayer for her, honest friends, I believe if I'd been the worst hypocrite in the world, God would have honored that child's faith. Put her arms around like that, and had her little head leaned over on my bosom, and I prayed for her. And I said to the Lord, I left Becky and them crying, home, you know, but I, you sent me here to pray for this child, I believe. And when I raised her little head up, she looked around, she said, what are those things? I said, it's lights, honey, see. And she, the interpreter told her. So then she she could see. And her mother begins screaming and runs the platform. And she had never seen her mother before. She began patting her on the cheeks and said, "Are you my mother?" She said, "You're so sweet." And like that, she had never seen her mother before in her life. And then here come a man. The next one was a man that was born deaf and dumb, about fifty-five years old, never spoke or heard in his life. And when the hearing and speech come to him, and uh, he, they talk on their fingers to him, you know and I uh, said to him talk now and tell him to say just what he, I say and I said mama he said mama I said I love Jesus he said I love Jesus and the translator went, he was a German speaking English because that's the only thing he'd ever heard see was right then the only thing he could say was, was English see he could speak English Seems so name good German he was just born in Germany so you get what I mean he could speak English because that's all he'd ever heard it was me speaking to him see I'd say say mama he'd say mama and I, I'd, say, say, I I'd say, I love Jesus. I love Jesus. I'd say, praise the Lord. I'd say, praise the Lord. And the translator would have to say back to this German, to the Germans, translated from English back to German. Ah, <laughs> wow, the next day the paper really lit up everything. So the state church ministers, a group of them come down and they want to have a breakfast with me and about 200, 300 come down. Oh, I guess something maybe like this tabernacle full of people. They come down to a great hotel. And they said, if it could be proven to be the truth that it wasn't witchcraft, <laughs> mercy <laughs> said, if it wasn't witchcraft, well, they would be ready to protest against the church and come out if they wouldn't accept it. So I um, got down there and I said, brother, witchcraft—it's absolutely, totally impossible for any demon to have anything to do with divine healing. I said, I'll, I'll defy that from any word, every scripture's against it, and there's no power but the devil at all to make any divine healing. I said, there's nothing in the devil can heal. If it is, Jesus said himself, if Satan can cast out Satan, then his kingdom's divided and can't stand. See? He can't cast out Satan. The healing comes only from Jesus Christ. And so they sat there a little while, and they said, well, we can't understand about these visions. We uh, we just don't know. So we, what we think is you will have to clear us up on this. That we think that um, what it is that you go around in daytime to these houses and give the people their prayer cards and bring them up to the platform at nighttime and then you talk to them and you know what their diseases oh. are all about their life. I said, brother. I can't speak German and I can't look here. I said when I'm given the vision, I can't even say their name. I have to spell it out. They would spell out their names and their places where they come from, like W X Y O P Q R, something like that being their name. I said, How do I ask the people? Find out from them. Why well, said the boys give the prayer cards right in the meeting? And what's all those that don't even have prayer cards? Well they said, Well, could that be the devil doing that? I said, Can the devil heal? I said, if it, uh, I said, could it be mental telepathy, they said? I said, well, can mental telepathy make the blind to see? I said, didn't they say the same thing about our Lord? When they said, well, this man has the devil, they see him foretelling things and telling people. They said he has the devil. And the Pharisees raised up and said, another group of them said, can the devil make the blind to see? No, sir, it cannot. So then, in the breakfast that morning, they had a great German photographer there to take the pictures of the breakfast. Now, we all are aware that our cameras are little amateurs upside the German lens. Anyone knows that who buys telescopes or German. Well, for instance, our little Argus camera. I got one. $69 buys it with all the equipment to it. And it's, that's a 35 millimeter. All right. The German lacca in a thirty-five millimeter cost five hundred dollars. That's just the difference. Between sixty-nine and five hundred dollars. Oh, it's far beyond anything our their lens are in r And they had a great camera setting up there, taking the pictures of the meeting, of the um, of the breakfast. And they was asked about how that inspiration they said, Well, we feel that it's some kind of a setup. It's something another that that you have, it's a mental telepathy that Germans can maybe look on their cards or something other, and they can transfer that to you. I said, then how's the healing come? I said, who foretells these things? Who, uh, what is going to come? Well, I said maybe that's mental telepathy also. And I said, then you don't believe in God. Oh, we believe in God, sure, we believe in God, but we don't. I said, brother, you're you're just born blind. That's all. See, you you were born blind, and I doubt whether you ever receive your sight or not. I said, it's, I'd rather be physical blind, and to be spiritual blind like that. Well, I said, you'd be far better off if you were ever one totally blind, had to be led around by your eyes, by your arms, so you didn't have no eyes. Let somebody be your eyes to lead you. I said, you'd be far better off. But I said, because you see the things that prophets long to see. You see the things that great men long to see, and still you won't believe it. I said, well did Isaiah speak of you, right? Then you have eyes and can't see and ears and can't hear. And about they said, well, if um, that picture of the angel of the Lord that you have on the platform over there said, what about that? I said, that's proof, scientific proof that Jesus Christ still lives and reigns. I said, that's the same pillar of fire or light that followed the children of Israel and brought them through the wilderness and uh, taken to the promised land. And any reader knows that that was the angel of the covenant, which was Jesus Christ. And I said, He was with the Father before the foundation of the world. He's always been, and He's the same today. Or I said, We've heard of your American fantastic divine healing service and things. I said, I'm not talking about that. That's not the subject. I'm talking about my own ministry now. Them brothers can defend theirs. But I said, I'm talking about my own. See? And He said, Well, we heard all that stuff and all that. I said, Well, if you want to believe, you're a believer. If you don't, then you're not a believer. That's all. And I said, I can't explain it. There's no need of me trying it. For if I try to, I would try to explain God. And who can explain God? And God has made it so that none of us can explain God. We believe God by faith, not by sight, not by knowledge, but by faith we believe God. God is has to be accepted by faith, in, unexplainable. You have to receive it. If it's explainable, then you don't no more have to use faith if you can explain it. See, you don't have You can tell the details. How many understand that, do you, see? You cannot explain God. You have to believe God, it's a mystery to you, but you have to accept it. That's on the basis of your faith to accept something that you cannot explain. Amen. Amen. So, Amen. Yeah, that's the way it is. See, you have to explain something and believe something that I mean believe something that you cannot explain. It's impossible to explain it. Well, they sit and scratch one of their heads. And oh, you know how the sovereignty of God always is on the job, isn't it? No matter what takes place, God's on the job. Right at that very crucial moment, right at the time when hundreds of those pastors of the state church sitting there at this breakfast, this big German camera sitting there, it snapped a picture and roll a roller, turn it over, just like a 35 millimeter only, that big, great big camera taking all that, and snapping, rolling, it and kept taking pictures. And about that time, I said, just a moment, the one that I'm speaking of is here now. I I said, he's he's your present. I said, I see it. And he's moving. Well, the German moved his camera right in like that. He said, I'll try it. He shot the picture. I said, it's this man standing right here. He's a leader of 32,000 communists. And the interpreter gave it to him. I said, he's not a German. I said, he's an Italian. He comes from Italy. And I said, he's not a German at all. And that was the truth, he said. And I said, you just recently come, become converted. Yes. I said, you picked up a Bible. You was raised a Catholic. Yeah. And you picked up a Bible. And you took the Bible, and you read it, and got convinced that it was Jesus Christ was the Son of God. Yeah. And you, you accepted it. He said, that's right. And I said, now you were hid from the Catholic Church and got an orphanage way up in the mountains. He said, that's right. And I said, the reason you're not eating your breakfast is because that you got such a stomach trouble that you can't eat breakfast. That was right and sharp weeping. I said, but thus saith the Lord, you're healed. And they took the picture, and they took, and that camera's standing there now, taking that picture of each one, and he shot three pictures of the angel of the Lord, and then took five or six afterwards, five or six before. And it showed up in the net nag- the camera again. The angel of the Lord are coming down when it come, started down, when it come over me, and when it's leaving. And I got it right here on the platform this morning which swept all the German papers and everywhere else. And I got it right here now, for the pictures of the angel of the Lord.
1: Oh, man. The Lord
0: Jesus never fails. Heavens and earth will pass away, he said, but my word will not pass away. He said, I the Lord have planted it, I'll water it day and night. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. Let some yeah. you pluck from my hand. I'll water it day and night. Uh-huh. Now, I got a whole group of them here. There's about two dozen. But here is a picture. The one i hold up like this, and maybe after service, I'll have Brother Neville, if he wants to take care of that, he can show it to you after services. And now uh, now here is a picture of the ministerial breakfast. Now, you can see how the lights are up here, how the room looks, and there's just about six after, before this and six afterwards. Now, there it is. This is me standing right here. That's the interpreter, and that's Dr. Guggenbuehl, and that's Brother Bosworth. These are all state church pastors, group seven. All right. Now, when when it struck, that shows you. see there's no light or nothing in there, see, when it struck. Now... When I stood up and said, Stand to your feet, the angel of the Lord is here, here it is.
1: <laughs>
0: now that's when it's coming down. You see, here I am standing right here. It's coming down. They got the picture of it ascending, coming down from the ceiling, right? Coming down, you see everybody looking. And this picture here is looking sideways, and you hear this man here with his collar turned around. And it's the man that's talking to him, see? That's the one that's giving and talking to you here, see? And he's watching. I said, the visions of this man standing right across here. I said, what kind of prayer cards you got? See? <laughs> there you are. There you are. Now, here it is, when it's already come down, and you can't see nothing, but just my shoulders there. That's when the vision's going on, when it's telling. And here's where it is, when it's leaving off my face, with half my face cut off there with the vision, the angel of the Lord, the glory of the Lord, going off. See it right there? And here it is after it was over. Amen. No word at all. So they got it now. It's passed all through Germany. It's coming out through the states and the different religious magazines. There's one coming down. Amen. Here's one when it's on. And here's one when it's going away. Amen. Oh, he lives, he lives, that Jesus lives today. So in the midst of conflict, don't never worry, he's still God. He always has done it. I have been so thankful for that, that I know here at my hometown, it's hard to be understood here, and especially being at home, hardest place in the world, of course it is. Not to you, my friends. but. Why, didn't Jesus say the same thing yes, among your own? It's, a, it's the worst. Of course, it can't help. The people don't want to be, but they are. The scripture cannot be nothing but fulfilled. It must be fulfilled. It cannot be broken. The scriptures must be fulfilled. So Jesus lives today. And friends, this little old tabernacle today with his little crude walls and to the strangers that's in our gates, We most heartily welcome you here in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ as his beloved children. And we love him and want you to enjoy this fellowship together this morning as we speak on the word of the living God. And I desire solely for you to pray for me. I'm at the crossroads of my life at this time. I have been coming up to this point for a long time. And I finally arrived at this place where I must make a great decision Amen. right away. So you pray for me. Will you do it? Amen. I'll just give you a little understanding. I've stood between brethren, not representing anything, coming from one to the other. And I have noticed, standing between them, I have uh, brought myself to this place. If Uh, I was ordained down here by Dr. Davis, you all know, in the little old Baptist church over here. And now I've often told you that I found two classes of people. One of them is the Baptist and the uh, fundamentalist, which have a good mental conception of the Word. On the other side, I find the full gospel Methodist, Nazarene, Pilgrim Holiness, Pentecostals. Oh, they have the faith one of them has climbed up to receive the Holy Spirit and this but they're so loose with it they don't know how to control it and the others over here knows the word and how to place it but hasn't got no faith with it if I could only get Pentecostal faith in Baptist theology what the church would be set out that's right. If I can only get it, those wonderful gifts of Pentecost. It's a shame the way you trot them down and mistreat them, and so forth. Here, I'll tell you a little something happened the other day, just to show you. I say this because it's a tabernacle, and here it's home. I preach what I want to, see, and you're what the Lord tells me to, rather. See? I don't aim to say it what I want to. I wouldn't say that because I, that would be my own desire. But I. I heard a remark the other day that someone had had made about a wagon. A fellow saying they had a great meeting and said it, but said there wasn't enough spirit. There wasn't enough noise about it. And the old preacher said, "Well, so when I used to live on a farm, I went out to the farm and I went with a, my wagon empty, and every time I hit a little bump, it was creak and crack, pop, jump, go on. They so when I loaded it down with good food and product." I brought it back and it hit the same bumps and never moved at all, a good loaded wagon. So what we need today is a good loaded solid wagon knowing where we're going, led by the Holy Spirit. Amen. Now, some time ago i tell you what, you know what my, my theology is, redeeming love. Amen. When you got love one for another. See, no matter what these other things are, how many gifts we got, or how much this we got, or how much that, if we haven't got love one for another, we, we're lost. That's all. I went to a fellow, a uh, brother. I'm using church names here this morning. I don't mean harm by it. But I went to a fellow that belonged to the assemblies of God. He didn't know him. It's been years ago. I walked up to him. I said, "How do you do, sir?" He said, "How do you do?" I said, "I understand you're a preacher." He said, "I am." And just before the a great man in the assemblies of God. He uh, warned me to join the assemblies of God. He said, Come join because we're the biggest Pentecostal organization in the world. I said, That may be so, my brother, but I like to stand between all of you and say, We're brothers, see? I said, I may be way off the road on some of mine, you may be too, but let's be brothers anyhow, see? Let's be brothers. And he said, Oh, are right. we got the church. So I just happened to investigate. I went up to a fellow. I just taken the negative side on both sides to test out. I went up to this brother and I said, I hear that you belong to the assemblies of God, of ministry. He said, I am. He said, What are you? I said, I'm a Baptist. And he said, Well, um, have you received the Holy Ghost? I said, Yes. I said, I received the Holy Ghost. He said, You speak in tongues? I said, Yeah. Now I spoke in tongues. He said, Brother, you got it. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. That's it. I said, yeah, I "I received the Holy Ghost and spoke in tongues for the evidence of it. And I said, uh, he said, oh, you'll come out of that old stiff formal Baptist church then, hallelujah, and he spoke in tongues a few times. I said, yeah, I received the Holy Ghost, was baptized in Jesus Christ's name. He said, you what? I said, I received the Holy Ghost and was baptized in Jesus Christ's name. He said, you don't get the Holy Ghost like that. I said you told me a little too late. I said I done done it. <laughs> so he said, um, and uh, I said I, I, I just I just done done that. And he said, um, oh you can't get that like that. I said you believe that kind of heresy? See I, I said, oh well, I wouldn't call it heresy. I said it teaches in the Bible. He said get out of my house. I don't even want nothing to do with you. I said okay. The Lord be with you, brother. Walked out. Not long ago. An old Baptist preacher out there on my the first trip to Phoenix, Curtis. I went to see this old boy, walked into him. And I said, uh, how do you do, sir? He said, how do you do? I said, I hear you're a Baptist preacher way back over there. the time that little old boy back over there at place was healed with that lung trouble back. Well, where are two place places back there? I forget the name of the place. And um, so I said, I hear you're a Baptist preacher. He said, yeah. I said, have you received the Holy Ghost? He said, well, what are you, Pentecost? And I said, yeah, I'm Pentecost. I was a Baptist in the other end, but I was a Pentecost to this. I said, yeah, I said, I'm Pentecost. I said, you got the Holy Ghost evidence speaking in tongues? He said, hmm? He said, well, he said, I'll tell you, brother. He said, that's all right. He said, but you know, I never did just, uh, somehow I just never could see it just like that. He said, and I said, oh, you haven't got nothing then. That's all there is to it. You ain't got a thing unless you do it. That's all. He walked over to me, took hold of my hand, looked me right in the eye and put his arm around me. He said, but we're brothers, aren't we? We're going to heaven, aren't we, brother? I said, yes. Brother, it happened to be. I'm on your side. <laughs> See? Now, I said, that man proved that, that he did have the Holy Ghost, and the other proved he didn't have the Holy Ghost. Right. See? It's exactly. See, the man had theology, but as soon as I told him something to cross up his theology, Then he flew to pieces because he didn't have nothing else but his theology. I crossed this other man's theology and he had Christ to hold him there. Amen. Amen. Oh, my. Be a good wagon, loaded up full of good things, and have faith with one another, faith in God, and love one another, and the Lord will bless us. Don't you believe so? Amen. Now, before we open this blessed old Bible here, let's pray. Our Heavenly Father. So good today to know that Jesus died in our state to save us from sin and to bring us together as beloved children in the anointing of the Holy Ghost, healing our diseases, forgiving all of our iniquity who healeth all of our diseases, renewing our youth as he does the eagles that we can mount up way high. The eagle can go higher than any other bird because he can see afar off and see things that's coming. We're thankful this morning, Lord, that you put with us the eye of the eagle, the Holy Spirit that looks far off and sees the great time coming when Jesus shall come. All troubles will be over, all sickness will end, all sorrows and death will flee away. We're happy for this, and to have the opportunity of living in this great, marvelous day now to preach in the gospel, and knowing this, that Satan is making his last punch at the church. He'll never be able to do it after this age. She'll be safely under the wings of her lover after this time. And we realize that he's impersonating in the way of religion. He's doing all kinds of things. And the Bible said he'd be like a roaring lion, devouring what he would. He'd be so shrewd and cunning that he would deceive the very elect if possible, if possible. But, O Lord, Thou art the protection of those who flee to Thy bosom for a refuge. And we come in Jesus' name, receive us, Lord. Bless the reading of Thy Word. Bless the people here. So glad, Lord, to be home today to where we don't need a, an interpreter, where we don't need someone to translate the language, and we think that when we get home to glory. They'll need no more translators, no more interpreters. We'll all speak one great language there. Babylon will be in the past then, forgotten. No more remembrance of it. It'll all pass away. So Father, we pray that in Jesus' name that you'll interpret the Word to us. Bless us. Bless every sinner, Lord, that's setting present. May during the time of the preaching of the Word, may he be convinced that he's lived wrong and will come, he or she and give their lives to thee and surrender today, knowing that it's the last day. May the saints be lifted up. May we go from here with a new vision today going in the strength of the Lord. May the sick go away this morning well. May the preaching of the Word bring it. May every sick person be healed. All those who are very sick, some of them sick, blind, cancer-ridden, heart trouble, all kinds of conditions. Thou art the healer, Father. And may you manifest yourself in the Spirit this morning realizing that there's nothing in a man could heal another. But the healing lays in faith in the Lord Jesus. And may He be so close that everyone today can accept their healing granted and accept their salvation above everything. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now I want to take a little texture this morning for just a little talk of a drama I spoke on this subject once before, and I was asked to do it again at the tabernacle. One day, here recently, I was down in Kentucky at Campbellsville, and sitting in a, a little place there, a little motel, there was a, that night, reading in the scripture, I read a piece of scripture about a very uh, foul woman in the Bible. And she done a great honor to Jesus, and Jesus to one of those women once said, "This story must be told everywhere this gospel's preached." Right. And I thought I had I never spoke on this anywhere. Oh, I believe I'll just try speaking on it in a little drama. And I was asked this morning, or a few days ago, brother, if I would come back to the tabernacle and and speak on this again this morning. And I pray that maybe. Some of you here was down there. I want to preach on I'll try to approach it from a little different standpoint. And now the, the scripture reading is found over in St. Luke, the 7th chapter, and beginning with the 36th verse. I'll read the one verse, then when you go home, you read the rest of it. St. Luke 7, 36. Or maybe I'll read some, some of it, because it's, it's good to read it. You know, the Lord's word's always Amen. perfect. Amen. You know, we just watch the ages roll on. Watch science raise up and say, "Oh, God was mistaken there." In a few years, they come back around and say, "You know, He was right." They <laughs> always see they scientifically prove He's wrong first. Then they have to tear all the theology down and come back and prove that He was right. See, so God just sits in the heavens and laughs at him. I suppose and say, "Oh my poor little kids, why don't you just come to yourself? Come serve me and just believe what I said about it." See, right. that's settled. So now I'm giving you a chance to turn to the scripture. And one of the Pharisees desired him that he would eat with him. And he went unto the Pharisee's house and sat down at meat. And behold, a woman in the city, which was a sinner, when she knew that Jesus sat at meat in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster box of ointment, and stood at his feet behind him, weeping, and began to wash his feet with her tears, and to wipe them with the hairs of her head, and kissed his feet, and anointed him with the ointment. Now the Pharisees, which had bidden him, saw it. He spake within himself, saying, This man, if he were a prophet, you get it? This man, if he were a prophet, would have known who and what manner of woman this is that touches him, for she is a sinner, if he was a prophet. That's what they had him there for. And Jesus answered, said unto him, Simon, I have somewhat to say unto thee. And he said, Master, say on. There was a certain creditor who had two uh, debtors, and one owed five thousand pieces, and the other a uh, fifty. And when they had, when they had nothing to pay, frankly forgave both of them. Tell me, Wora, which of them loved him most? Simon answered and said, "I suppose that he whom he forgave most." And he said unto him, "Thou hast rightly judged." And he turned to the woman. And said unto, Simon, seest thou this woman? I entered into thy house. Thou givest me no water for my feet, but she washed my feet with her tears and wiped them with the hairs of her head. Thou givest me no kiss. But this woman, since I, the time I came, has not ceased kissing my feet. My head with oil thou didst not anoint. But this woman has anointed my feet with ointment. Wherefore I say unto her, For I say unto thee, Her sins, which were many, are forgiven. For she has loved much, but to whom little is forgiven, the same loveth little. And he said unto her, Thy sins are forgiven thee. And they that sat at meat with him begin to say within themselves, Who is this that forgiveth sins also? And he said unto the woman, Thy faith hath saved thee. Go in peace." Right. You know, there's something wrong. To begin with, the picture don't look right somehow. You can just tell there's a little something wrong here. What would this Pharisee want with Jesus? He had nothing for him. He hated him. The Pharisees didn't like Jesus. Why would he be asking him to his dinner for a guest when he hated him? Usually men ask one another to dinner when they love one another. But this Pharisee inviting Jesus, that don't look right, does it? Now, there's just something wrong with the story here somewhere. So now let's not be in no hurry, and let's just look this story over for a little while. Let's take it in a little way of drama, and let's, let's take it over. There's something wrong. You know, people have things in common. You know, people who love the Lord, they like to go to church because they... They have things in common. They, they, we have common grounds for things. We come here because we're all believers in this this way of worship. We believe in divine healing. That's why you bring your sick here. You don't go uh, to places they don't believe in divine healing to to get healed. You go to places where they believe in divine healing. And uh, we believe in worship in the Lord and the Spirit, and that's why you come here. It's because we have it's fellowship. Now, as I've often said, just like you take a little bitty girl, and she follows grandma around all the time. Better watch. There's something wrong there. There's too much difference in their age. One's a little six-year-old and the other seventy. There's something wrong. Now, she might be grandma's pet, you see. So that might be, or maybe grandma might have a pocket full of candy, you know. So there's something, the reason that little girl, because why? She won't play with the children. She just follows grandma. There's something, something curious about it. Because little children have things with little children. Little children play with little children. The Bible speaks to that in Isaiah. Little children playing in the streets. Now you take in Germany there. I've seen the little Americans and the little Germans, all of them playing together. The little German be rattling off German, the little Americans speaking English. But they played together. They were children. They had things in common. Young women have things in common. They associate with young women. They talk about their boyfriends and, and different things. They, they associate with one another. The middle age, they have their things in common. The old people have their things in common. You take the, the uh, older women, they speak of uh, about the older women, they have things in common that they talk about. And we have different clubs, like the Kiwanis, for instance. The Kiwanis, the man of the city, they meet together, talk together. They have things in common, they're interested in, in the social affair of the city. They want to know how they can make it a, a better place and how they can feed the poor and so forth. You see, so they, they have a meeting place. They have things in common. They want to talk about these things, subjects that they wish to talk on. As Mama used to say back there, she used to say, birds of a feather flock together. That, that's a whole lot of truth in that. See, you take you don't see buzzards and, uh, and doves having any fellowship. They scatter from one another quickly. Why? They haven't got nothing to talk on. Now a buzzard could talk to a buzzard about an old dead carcass somewhere. And that's like sinners. They talk about big dances and parties they're going to. Buzzards. So they they like to talk about those things. But a dove, he ain't interested in in that, that old dead carcass. Let it lay over there. My, I can't stand the smell of it. He gets away from it. See? That's the way Christians talk about wholesome things and good things, and sinners talk about dirty things and ornery things and sing ornery songs. And even if it's so much disgraceful in our America here, to even the people there want to know what kind of women we got in this country. Said all of our songs are dirty songs about our women. Have they got any nice ones over here? and a certain organization had a convention there paper wrote it up while I was there and they had to make the young ladies put their jackets over their legs so they could take their pictures to keep from disgracing the the paper wearing shorts in a great religious organization of ours come to Germany Uh, buzzards that's right birds of a feather flock together it's too bad but it's the truth. Now, we're home folks and we want to talk like home folks. Yeah, we, want to, we want to talk to home folks. Yeah, and uh, that's the reason that uh, they don't have any fellowship. Night and day don't have any fellowship. When day comes on, night just speeds away. But night can't come on and put off, put out daylight. When daylight and, day, daylight and night can't accept the same time. They can't exist in the same channel. And light is so much stronger than, than uh, da- uh, darkness. Darkness scatters. Did you ever notice? Spiders, black widow spiders, serpents, and all kinds of poison things. Reptiles. They sneak and crawl at night. Why? They are of darkness. They're of the kingdom of darkness. And they won't associate in the daytime with the mockingbird and different things because they are uh, of darkness. Their works are darkness. They're evil things. Their life in them is evil. If they bite you, it would kill you. If you couldn't have some aid right away. And they, they have fellowship in darkness. That's the reason that people today... Most of them sleep half a day, run around all night. See? It's darkness. That's when evil is done. Is in darkness. But Jesus said, you're the children of the light. Walk in the light. And you won't walk in darkness. He that walks in darkness doesn't know where he's going. He can't see where he's going. But a man that's walking in light knows where he's going. You might have a lot of stumbles, but we're homeward bound, that's one thing, sure. You know where you're going, because you're walking in the light. But this fellowship, this Pharisee that invited Jesus, the first thing, I want you to know what a Pharisee means. A Pharisee means an actor. Find the Greek word for Pharisee. It means somebody's acting. I don't like that. Actors. We have too much of that in America. Actors. Pretending to be something that you're not. Acting like something that you're not. As Congressman Upshaw used to say, uh, uh, the old slogan he used to say, you're you're trying to be something that you hate. That's right. You're trying to act like somebody else and you haven't got no business to be. Our American people, for instance, in Hollywood, when I get over there, you find so many people over there that's uh, actors. They stay before the camera so much that so when they get on the street, they're acting some, imperson- or some person or personality of some day gone by, and they get on the street, they find themselves still acting. Pharisees. And it's not only in Hollywood. We have it in Jeffersonville. You're looking at too many televisions. That's what's the
2: matter.
0: Right? Actors. Pharisees. Trying to act like something that you're not. Putting on. You don't only find it around on the street. You find it in the pulpit. You get fellows going to pulpit, they get a pulpit boy. Well, I'll tell you, brethren. A pulpit boy. Acting. Pharisee, hypocrite, talk like you do on the street. Don't try to put on something. I hate to see anybody trying to put on something. A lot of the sisters, sometimes, you know, they like the man they put on. Go up to the house here and say, John, get over that corner. I told you you wasn't going. Yes, my dear. The phone rings. Oh, hello, Pharisee, you actor, quit acting like that, be yourself, act normal, natural. People think more of you. Don't try to act like somebody else, you're not, just be yourself. But all that put on,
2: yes.
0: there Steve. acting like somebody else when you're not, I don't like that. You never know how to take a fellow like that. You don't know where you're standing with him. He don't know where he's standing himself, because he's something one in his heart and something else in his mouth. So it's the actor. I just don't like it. It just seems to be too much of something that's not right putting on. But American people, let the little girls go out here and see these, these uh, some of these women from Hollywood, put on some kind of a vulgar dress, first thing you know, here she is out on the street. Same thing on. Actors. Pharisees. dry. right. Then you see somebody, a minister, go across the country with a ministry. You find out here come some Pharisees, actors, putting on, impersonation. It lays in every walk of life. Actors. It's too bad. Won't you just be yourself? God will think more of you. Just be it. Everybody knows what you are anyhow. Your life speaks what you are. So don't act. What does Pharisee want with Jesus? I can't get that in my mind. What did he want with Jesus? He hated him. And here he is going to have a big supper now. And oh my, I can see us walking up and down his great big corridors of his home. How they can put on. Walking up and down there rubbing his chubby fat hands, you know, and the big diamond stud rings all over his fingers. Send word. Well, I suppose uh, it's about time for me to have my banquet. <clears throat> Perfume rooms and this Persian rugs on the floor, walking back and forth, this big fat roly-poly Pharisee, walking back and forth, said, Well, now, if I could just get some sort of entertainment, if I could just find something, of course, you know, I'm a well-known man. And I stand in good with all the 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 upper crust. (laughs) Upper crust. That's why people's got their mind on the days the upper crust. Why I care about the upper crust? I don't know what Jesus wants me to be. I don't care about the upper crust. Let them take care of themselves. They're buzzards, Pharisees, acting. Let them alone. Jesus said, they are blind leaders of blind. Some man wrote me a letter from over in Germany. He said, Come over, let me put some, some sacks over people's heads and then let me know what was wrong with them. Then he'd, he'd talk with me. I said, Tell that old fox, Today I cast out devils and tomorrow I'm made perfect. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Amen. Devil. actor Here he is walking up and down and say, You know, I am the greatest degree in this city. My word in the Kiwana stands high. And at the temple, everybody looks up to me. I am Dr. Pharisee. Father, I'm the big shot around here. i got plenty of money. Everybody knows. it. I live in a mansion. Everybody looks up to me. Oh, why didn't I think of that? I can see him rubbing his hands together. I know what I'll do. I know how I'll get everybody out here to my party, and I'll be the talk of the town. I, that I, I. I, 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 You know, that's a disease. <clears throat> so many people get
2: it. I'll do. I did. I will.
0: Get out of the way where Jesus was in this thing. I'll do, I'll do, and I'll have, and I'll say, and I, 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 that's all we think about. He said, well, why didn't I think of that before? All right. It dawned on his mind what he was going to do. So it's long, late evening. I see the sun going down, and there's someone great crowds of people standing around. And I see this fellow standing on his toes and looking over the crowd and everybody's sitting breathless. They're listening to the words falling from the lips of a man that never a man spoke like that before. He's teaching. Now see this courier from this Pharisee's house. He's got a commission to run. He's been going all day long, two or three days maybe, coming from way lower Palestine, come up into the northern part, trying to find Jesus. So he finally runs onto him. Getting late, he's sweaty, tired. His legs is all full of dust. He's just a flunky at his master's house. That's what they were. They had a lot of flunkies just to work for him, do their dirty work and everything. So he. He's standing there, all tired, and he's standing on his tiptoes. And at last, I found him for my master the Pharisee. So he, as he's looking, after a while, Jesus leaves off his speaking, and he starts praying for the sick. I can see this courier coming, elbowing his way through the crowd. He's trying to get up there. He bumps into somebody. Maybe it was, maybe it was Nathaniel, or was it Philip? I don't know. I wasn't there. But anyhow, he let's dramatize it a minute. I see him bump into him and say, Sir, I would see your master. I have an important message for him from my master. Could I see him? Well, first, Philip never paid any attention to him, because there's so many people pressing to get to Jesus morning to lay their hands on their children and things, and, and he had a time keeping the people back. So I see him catch him again and say, Master? I have a very important message from my master to your master. Could I speak to him just a moment to give him this message? I'll go." Well, I see Philip finally get him up there say, "'Master, this man seems to come from another country. He comes from some great man, and he's got a message for you." Now I can see the courier as he bows his head to Jesus, and Jesus, and politely nods his head to the courier, he says, my master, Simon the Pharisee, is making a great banquet at his house. He's a well-known man. And he's having a great dinner. And oh, he can really put on a good dinner. You all know that. And uh, he's inviting you to come down and be his guest at the dinner at a certain such, such a date. Well, I can hear, what would you have done if you had been standing there? Well, you had done the same thing probably they done. He said, oh, no, Lord. No, you don't want to go to that Pharisee. He ain't got no use for you. Look at the thousands of sick people here. While well, everybody's trying to touch you, Lord, you don't have no time to go down there to that old fat Pharisee down there where he's he, he just loaded in money. And he's, he's, he, he don't need you. Well, you don't have to go down there. Don't go, Lord. I hear Philip say, "Don't go, Lord." I hear uh, Nathaniel and Peter and them say, "Oh, Lord, don't don't do that. That Pharisee doesn't need you. Why he's only he got he's using you for a trump card. He he he's got something up his sleeve. He he, he thinks to play something, and that was true. But in spite of all that, wherever my Lord is invited, he'll go. He says, "Tell your master at such and such a date." At such and such a time, I'll be there. And the courier bowed his head and started away. Run away back to see his master. How could he do it? What caused him to do that? Just bring that message and standing before the prince of all princes and have an audition with him. He has an interview with the king of glory and fails to see his opportunity. He shall tucked up with things of the world, his master's business, until he didn't catch what his opportunity was. Oh, I like to take his place. I like to get to Jesus sometimes. I try to go daily for his, your troubles. But never do I ever leave him when in his presence until I worship him. Why couldn't that courier fall on his knees and say, Now, Lord, first thing I want to do, knowing that I'm standing in your presence and got your attention, forgive me a sinner. That's what he ought to have done. That's what I'd have done, I believe, don't you? I believe I'd ask him to forgive me. Lord, be merciful to me. I'm a sinner. I'm without hope, without God. I'm just a plunky in a Pharisee's house. Will you forgive me? But no, he had something else to do. He had to take care of the civil things of the world. The civil law. And don't you think that we're just a little too much to tuck up with such stuff as that? Oh, we have to polish the car. We can't go to church on Sunday. No, oh, I know Jesus comes to the church, but my, I ain't got time to go over there. If, if I fail to get my oral today, I may burn my bearings out tomorrow. Burn out! I'd rather my bearings be burned out than my soul to torment and hell, if you all agree. Don't miss your opportunity. It's presented to every man and woman in this world daily like that. But they failed to get to see their opportunity. He failed. There he was. But we got other things to do. The children's got to be taken care of. We can't go to church. Too many kiddies to get ready. Take them anyhow. Well, the, the neighbors will say something. Why do you care what the neighbors say? Use every opportunity. Get to Jesus. That's the main thing. Don't be tucked up with the affairs of the world. We spend too much time on those things. Make your way to Him. And when you get there, pour out your soul. Not say, Lord, I'll serve you next year if you give me a Cadillac instead of this Ford. Lord, I'll do this and this and that and that if you do so. Come say, Lord God, I'm no good. There's nothing in me. Forgive me. I'm a sinner. That's the way to do it. Don't stand off and be an actor. Pharisee. Don't run up with so many civil things, so much little petty stuff that don't mean nothing anyhow. Your automobile and everything you got will perish. Take care of your soul. Get it first. Straighten that up in there till that deep settled peace that passes all understanding comes sinking down into your heart and you feel Him kiss away every stain. Amen. Then, brother, nobody has to tell you what to do after that. You know what to do. Yes. If you ever touched Him once, no man can ever come in His presence and talk to Him and ever go away and be the same person. You're always changed. When you talk to him, there's an impression that strikes your soul that you never forget him. How I remember the first talk I had with him. I was 22 years old. I was ashamed to talk to him. I wrote him a letter. I was going to tack it up on a tree in the woods so he could read it. I was so ashamed in my life. Now I thought, well, maybe he might not pass by that tree, but maybe he'll hear me if I'll just talk to him. And I got down and said, Mr. Jesus, I want to talk to you a minute. I'm the worst person in the world. I went away as a different person. See, that's the way it is. It's your approach to Him. And you're realizing your need. But the trouble is, we're too good. We feel we don't need Him. You've got to feel the need of Jesus. You've got to realize that He's he's your only hope. You've got to be so thirsty that you're ready to perish.
2: Amen.
0: Then you'll make your way to him. You won't come up with some civil crap question. You'll come up with the need of your soul. Amen. You'll come up telling him what it's all about. Off goes the courier. Oh, it's all over now. But I'm satisfied too. And I, I've done my master's bidding. You might do your boss's bidding. On the job, you might do your husband's bidding about changing curtains or whatever in the house. But what about Jesus' bidding? Pray. Certainly, there it is. Get to him. Now the next thing we find, we find him going on. Now in Palestine, when they were making the entertainment, only the rich. You have to be in the East once to to know the East. Then you got a different view of things if you're ever there, and look how their customs are. In Palestine, the way they eat, they uh, set a big table out like this, and you don't sit down to eat in Palestine. It ought to be good for you, children, like your little girl sitting here in the front with a little blue dress on, a little pink ribbon, and um, you know a lot lot of times little children like kind of lay over on their arm like that and eat. See, you know, after all, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Mommy don't think it's right now, but and it isn't just adequate today, but it is in Palestine. They don't eat on a they don't eat on a, a chair. Set in a chair, they lay on a couch and eat. So they have a long table set, and they set their couches in slant ways like this all down long. And each man is sitting something on the order of this, They set the couch in like this. And when they go to eat, they lay down like this, up their hands up like this. And they eat like this. Yeah. Now, you like to eat like that, wouldn't you? That's, <laughs> That's the way Jesus then Now, they lay back there, and they eat, and oh, do they have fine food. My! I imagine this Pharisee could really put on a feed, too. Because remember, he was a rich man, and he got a cut out of every lamb that was offered as a sacrifice. Yeah. Yes, sir. The boy slipped the pruning hooks in, and what they brought out belonged to the priest. He could really, he really had money. He was a man of wealth. He was no pauper. He belonged in here in the upper crust. But he invited a pauper. What for? A big hypocrite. He's going to make some fun out of him. I can hear him say, now, all is setting fine. That holy roller said he'd come to my dinner. Ho, 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 ho. Wonder what, what Pharisee Jones will think about that. He hates him too. Won't we have some fun? Now he claims to be a prophet. Oh, oh, oh. We know he's not. So we'll have some fun out of him when he comes. We'll have some fun. That's the way. You, very few rich people today has any time for Jesus. I'm so glad he's mindful of the poor. I don't say all the rich people, some love him. Sure, there is. But you take man when he's got houses and lands and cars and everything, he, he's so busy with that he has not no time for Jesus. And then he deals with a class of people that he just can't accept Jesus. Hallelujah. I think of it today. A man with a great social standing, how can he get on his knees and cry and beg out to God, go down the street testifying? It would ruin, it would spar his social standing. Who cares about social standing? I want my standing in glory. Amen. Name on the book of life. That's what I want. Who cares about your social standing? Take your upper crust.
2: It's
0: going to be burning to a crust anyhow. so Go on. here he is. What could I? Oh, want everybody in town come around now. (laughs) You know, that poor people down there, they believe in such stuff as that. So all around my house, all the newspapers will pack it. i tell you, I'm going to have a blowout. (laughs) You know, that kind of spirit still exists? Oh, sure. Pride. Oh, it's a cursed thing. Pride. Oh, I'll put on my very best ecclesiastical robe, (laughs) and I'll, my servants, oh, you will see how they dress them servants. My, they, they, sometimes they bring the Indians in there, and they're really dressers. They put little bells on the toes of their shoes and their fine robes, even when they walk, it, it, it plays music. And they have their platters full of fine spiced lambs and things. And they bring it out like this, one hand behind them like that. And their toes are moving like that, playing music. And they come out and serve it in such a way. Why, if he wasn't hungry, he'd be hungry anyhow. Ooh, it smells wonderful. How they can cook and fix it up. And he said, you know, it's just the time of year that my, I don't believe I'll have it in the house because too many couldn't see me in my home. Amen. Hypocrite! Pharisee! Actor! A lot of people today have to go to church to show your religion. Oh, my. That's right. I go to church, I'll be a pretty good fellow at church if people think I'm real religious. You Pharisee? Actor? Jesus sees you all the time! He knows where you're at. He knows all you're doing. And Yuri he goes down there, then, you know, and he says, I'll just move it out, out on the piazza, out there in the yard. And you know, all these great grapes that I got there, these great big white ones, oh, they're delicious. Say, so I just pined it there in full. Uh, uh, the harvest is just right. And the smell, that aroma coming through there, won't it be beautiful? And I'll set my table out there, and all the people will come around the gates and look around. That's the what the Easter and he always gaffing at something everything goes on you don't have to have crowd by getting a crowd just go in there and start something they'll all come everybody will be right there looking on you know they're so all around my gates and everywhere the people will be standing and you know i'll be the talk of this city for the next year i'll be i'll be oh it'll it'll, it'll boost me up see it'll make me something who cares about me you are be thinking about jesus not what you're going to be when you become a Christian, but what are you going to do for Christ when you become a Christian? I'll go to church, I'll join, and I'll be sprinkled, or whatever you do, and take you into church and shake hands and put my name on the book, and I'll be considered a, a better person. I'll be considered. Is that all you come to Christ for? Shame on you. Actor? Pharisee? i come to Christ to see what I can do for Him. i got to do something for Him. I want to yes. make Him better. Yes. Yes. Let people see Him. Yes. Not long ago, the Healing Campaign come to a certain city. The man of the hour. Pictures on the papers, on the walls, and all over. Everything. And not Jesus' name mentioned once. I said, Where did Jesus come in on this? Here's the man of the hour, the man with the heart for the people, God's man for this and God's man for that. I said, Where's Jesus at? I thought he was the man of the hour. I thought he was God's man. Where's he at? That's what it is, a bunch of actors.
2: Pharisees.
0: Amen. Notice. Oh, he sort of put it on big out there and sit down at night time when I uh, light the candles and so forth and hang them out in there and there are soldiers standing by the guards with their servants with their torches on won't it be wonderful and how old rubbing his hands and so forth and then finally the day arrives for the, the great banquet it's going to be set now and then they got everybody ready and after a while I hear the bells of jingling and up comes Dr. P.H.D.F.D. so so D. Jones There, see, the big fella rolls up there in the church, you know, stops. They've always got a bunch of plunkies around, those rich people. And somebody comes out and takes his horses, and and he takes them over to the stable and feeds them and grooms them. And then he's invited in to the house. Now, in Palestine, the first thing, when a man comes to the house, most of the people in coming uh, in those days, it was by foot. Their only way of transportation was by walking. And in uh, in walking on the roads, uh, uh, they have a robe. And the robe uh, comes down to the foot. And the foot is covered by a sandal. And the underneath garment just comes to the knee. And it's cut off here at the knee, the underneath garment, under the robe. And a man, when he's walking, or or someone, when they're walking like that, that robe, uh, moving along, sweeps up the dust. And the dust settles on the knees, from the knees down, and they become very dirty. They're, that's how Jesus uh, talked of washing feet. See, they, it was a custom, because their feet were dirty. And there's many caravans went out in that day through Palestine, and the roads wasn't like ours, concreted or oiled. It was an um, old, dusty, rugged, rough, rocky road, like an old country path somewhere. And in there, the animals carrying, uh, going through there, the, the animal droppings that uh, fall on the ground, and the birds that come pecking in it and scattering it to go back to dust. And then when you're walking along with that road like that, over the rough, rugged road where the dirt would fly up and get on your your leg, and it smelled, had an awful smell, like around a stable or something. And when a person come to the to the house, the custom was, first, to wash his feet. Now. I'll show you how that was done. And uh, come here, Brother Neville. I'll illustrate this to show how it was done. The, come right here, and, if you will. Now, you be seated there a minute. Now, the first thing come in, and the lowest paid funky of the whole group was the foot washer. Yeah. The man who washed the feet was the worst of all of them. The lowest paid. Yeah. Now, I want to say something to you. Yeah. Jesus took the lowest place a flunky hallelujah that proves to me he was God he took the lowest place to wash feet had all kinds of flunkies but the lowest one was a foot washer washing that manure and everything off their feet the lowest flunky there was and Jesus Tucked the lowest place Man, you're so stiff, you can't do nothing for me. But he tucked the lowest place for you. He was a foot washer. Think of it. The king of glory became a foot washer to show humility and to give you an example of what to do and how to do it. And you call yourself a Christian it's a starchy, you couldn't reach down to shake hands with a beggar on the street and talk to him about the law. Uh, no. Oh, you're yeah, so good. Find out there ain't much good about it. Right. When you think of him becoming a foot flunky, clunky, the lowest there was. He really, in heart, was the highest there was.
1: Amen. Amen.
0: He was the heart of God. And become the lowest played footwashed flunky. Hmm. He who was great become an that he might redeem you back and make you great. Okay. You know what? I've noticed this in my travels. You usually find great men or little men. I go around where well, these great men, really great men. And I know they're great men. But when I start to leave them, they make you think you're the great man. They ain't nothing. But you take a little two before, don't know nothing, he thinks he's all of it. He ain't nothing to begin with. It's great man or little man. They never brag or take honor. They make you feel that you're great. That's great man. And you are the greatest of man, the greatest of all man. God manifested in flesh. Become a footwashed flunky. For humility. The King of all eternity, all glory. The Creator of heavens and earth. Wash the dung off a man's feet. Then we think we're something. We'd get on a $50 suit and. Oh, God, have mercy on us. We think we're somebody. Walk along with our head up in the air, oh, I belong to a certain church, I'm as good as anybody there is. Oh, you poor, wretched, miserable, hey, hate You're only an actor! You ain't got no salvation! You'd prove it if you did! Trying. Oh, I sent a check-in for $50 to charity last year. Who cares for that? God don't look at that. He looks at your heart. You're trying to act like you're something. He never rebukes you for it, but why don't you go out and do something? Just ask him. Here, the first thing you have done when a man come in, he got walked to the house if he wanted to be really welcome. The host welcomed him. Now the flunky met him at the door. The first thing he done was reach down, take off his shoes. And he took his foot like this, like this shirt, and set it up over his foot, and got out and washed his feet like that. After he washed it off real good, took a towel and wiped it, he washed the other feet, he took his sandals and set them up on a mantle like this. Up there. Then he reaches over and returns and get a nice set of satin sandals, silk or satin, and he takes his foot, and after they're dried and fresh and everything, all the dung washed off of him, then he takes the Fit this on. If it don't fit, you get him another until he gets it fit on real good. Then he's all washed down. He feels pretty comfortable. Then he goes into a little chamber. This man meets him at the door. Then he goes into a little chamber. There stands another servant. He has a, a cruce of art, an old, it's called sticker. and what a famous stuff that is. And he puts it in a little in his hand, a little in the other hand. He rubbed it together, rubbed it over his face and over his neck, because of the direct rays of the Palestine sun, both men and women, has to keep themselves oil, It just tear the hide off of you nearly, and their neck, and around their cheeks. And this, now, oil will contaminate that olive oil if it sits here very long, get an awful smell to it. But they put a spickered perfume in them, and that's a very costly thing. Now, they get it down in, um, in Arabia, you notice a rose. When a rose blooms, and after the bloom is gone, it leaves a little apple where it was at. You've seen that many times, a little little bud. Now, there's a bush, a famous bush that grows high into the mountains, way down in Arabia, and they take that little bud after the, the rose is gone, they take that little bud out of there and unshell it, and it's got the most wonderful smell, I've seen one one time, and you could rub it on your hands like that, or one of them little buds like that. And you'd smell for two weeks of that perfume. Oh, it's very costly. The queen of Sheba, when she came to meet Solomon, that was some of her treasures that she brought. Some of this famous uh, perfume from down there and, um, in Egypt. Now watch. Then they'd put that in that, and oh, it's very costly. And they'd put that in there, and they would rub their face and their neck. And then instead of the smell of uh, the odor, his feet was washed, all the dung and stuff was washed from his feet. And there he sits in with his face all bathed over and his neck all bathed over, and they give him a towel and he pats it off like that, and he feels fresh. Then, then he goes to the host. Then, now, now Now, now he was my guest. Now the first thing he does when he meets him, he reaches out a hand like this and lays it on his shoulder, and he lays his hand on this shoulder like this. Well, then what he does, he reaches across and kisses him on the neck. Then he takes that hand down, lays this hand up, and this ear, and he kisses him on the neck there. Now, thank you. Now when he does that, he's kissed, and he's a brother, he's welcome,
2: hallelujah. He can go in the icebox, Sit down, make his at home. He's a brother,
0: hallelujah. His feet's washed, he's, he's refreshed, he's anointed, and he's kissed welcome. Amen. Then he's a brother. He can go right in and feel justice, welcome as welcome in his own house. Now, he goes in and he sits down and he can do anything he wants to. He's welcome, he's washed, he's cleaned, he's anointed, and he's kissed welcome. That means the host, when he kisses him, he recognizes him as a brother and he's welcome to anything there is in the house. Amen. He don't have to use any more adequate. He's at home. He goes right in, goes to the icebox or whatever he wants to do, just making himself at home. He's all right then. Now, how did it happen? How could it be? How did that clunky ever let Jesus get by? Here he is, sitting at the supper or at the dinner, with unwashed feet. He's sitting over in the corner. Oh, I wish I could have been that flunky. I wish I could have took his place. Here's Jesus somehow. Oh, he got Dr. Jones' feet, certainly. He got all the rest of them. He washed them and anointed them. Simon kissed him welcome. And there they are still there so entertained. Oh, Dr. Jones, you know what? Over at the so and so today, Pharisee, so and so do you remember, Pharisee, so and so do you remember? Oh, so busy talking about the affairs till they pay it to see Jesus come in.
2: And I wonder today if
0: we're not so interested, whether we're Methodist or Baptist or Presbyterian, we pay you to see Jesus come in.
2: Oh, God, have mercy.
0: How I'd like to tuck that monkey's face. How I'd like to get out there at his feet. How did he miss it? Oh, he was too interested in what the big churches are doing. Jesus, somehow, coming. I can hear him say to his disciples before leaving, Well, we better go. They had hundreds, about a hundred miles of hot Palestinian roads to travel. But let me give you a part here. Jesus always keeps his promise. When he said he'd be there, he was there. Amen. Hallelujah. Time later in the hospital, dying, he gave give me a promise he'd be there. He promised he'd heal me. Amen. He kept his promise. Yes. He said, When life's over, when my last battle is fought, and my age is gone from me, I'm getting all over them down to the River Jordan. He Amen. promised he'd be there. He'll be there. He keeps every promise. I'll walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I'll fear all evil. Life with me. Won't have to worry. He'll be there. We used to sing a little song here. I won't have to cross Jordan alone. Jesus died all my sins to atone. When the darkness I see, He'll be waiting for me. I won't have to cross Jordan alone. I went through a mini river here alone. I've been often forsaken by friends. Made fun of by friends and relatives. But there's one thing sure. He'll be there. When the time comes, uh, he'll be there.
2: He always keeps his promise. Oh, Oh, you think I'm crazy?
0: Maybe I am but he'll be there.
2: He left maybe a little early,
0: so he'd be sure to be there. He always keeps his promises. He's right there on time, just as he promised he would be, and they failed to recognize him. They had time for everything else, but they didn't have time for Jesus. Look, when our president comes to the city, look how they welcome him. While the president will come to this city, they, from the train to the hotel where he stays, it's strolled the flowers, the flags are all out, bouquets are thrown in the streets, flower girls go before, him, the band beats, the music plays, the singers sing everything to make the president feel welcome. But Christians, Jesus comes, and you won't welcome him. Oh, you'll give him a little place in the closet once in a while. A little closet over to one side. You're ashamed of it before your company, home. You wouldn't call him to prayer. Oh, he'd take a little place in the closet. Maybe up in the attic. He might take him up in the attic once in a while. When he comes, say, Oh, sure. I know he's sure. I'll slip up in the attic so nobody hear me pray.
2: hmm
0: But what's the good part? He comes anyhow. Jesus? Will you take second place? Yeah. Will you take third place, Jesus? Yeah. Frankly, I'll just take any place you give me. But you'll welcome the president with everything. You'll welcome your neighbors and cook a big dinner. You'll clean the house. You'll do everything. But when Jesus comes, he takes what he gives. Take him the old dusty attic down the basement somewhere. You remember when you went to church one time before you was a real Christian? About once a year, oh, you put on your most gorgeous dress, it was Easter, the little bonnet on the side of your head. You complained because the preacher preached 20 minutes. But he didn't rebuke you for it, he accepted it. You went home, put up your new dress and said, well, that's enough religion for a year. But he didn't fuss at you about them. He just accepted it. That's all he could get from you. Sometimes he ain't getting that from you. You give him any place. What part's he got in your life today, Christian? Has he got the best part? Are you just giving him the attic? Or just a little prayer now and name? What about it? What kind of place you giving him? There, sat Jesus, sitting over by him. His disciples couldn't come in. They wasn't invited. All of them standing around looking on. And there, sat Jesus, over there, very uncomfortable. Smell of the road on him. Dirty feet. Unanointed face. Not just welcome. And sitting over to one side. In the corner, head down. Those old What's in mind for you, hypocrite? That's the way it is with your church. You'll pray for a revival when the Holy Ghost comes. You'll push it off. You'll never make it welcome. Somebody gets healed or something and they're filled with the Holy Ghost. You'll go around and talk about it. Push him off.
2: You don't want the Holy
0: Ghost no more. You don't want a preacher that preaches the Holy Ghost in sanctification. You don't want it no more. You want some classical little half whip, all polished up with a lot of middle theology, with real good grammar and stuff like that. Give me the old fashioned, God Holy so Ghost, black, Bible teaching. Oh, Lord Jesus is
2: welcome.
0: He'll bless your heart and you'll set and choke it down.
2: You won't make him welcome.
0: He wants to be praised, but you won't praise him
1: but you'll holler
0: hello Mr. President hi Julie I ain't seen you for a long time and Jesus comes you push him over in a corner unwelcome you pray and pray and pray for a revival and when a revival begins to break out somewhere you say huh not my church I do to do that over there oh you actor
2: pride head the air, hypocrite
0: shame on My Jesus has come to this city many times, and you push him in the corner. You've talked about it, said it was the devil, said it was mental telepathy, said there wasn't nothing to it. Say it on you hypocrite! Jesus
1: will make a table after all these things at the day of judgment.
0: He comes to the city, he knocks at the door, he performs things and people don't say, oh that's nonsense. Push it away. And every night in your church is praying for a revival? Uh, Pharisee? Actor. Yeah. You want it the way you want it. Christ comes in the way that He wants to come. He
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. might embarrass your theology.
2: You.
0: There he sits. After you has been invited and he's come. Hallelujah. How many times have these old cold former morgues around here prayed for a revival? here in a they're praying all over the country for a revival Billy Grimm and Jack Schuler and a bunch of them going across the river praying for revivals and they say so here comes the Holy Ghost down in your market is apostasy yeah. Yeah. hallelujah
2: yeah. he comes down
0: with the same signs and wonders and everything It proves that he's there and you call it the devil yeah. Yeah. Hypocrites! Yeah. you're dying on your television one of these days and go to hell with the same thing and yeah. tonight yeah. like going on with a bunch of theology from some seminary. Actors. Actors. Hypocrites. Never darken the door. Say, I go to that old church. Never oh you hypocrites. Jesus said setting Jesus with dirty feet. They call him Jesus in Germany. Jesus with dirty feet
2: feet
0: it does something took me to say it God Jesus the embodied guest the prince of glory
2: the fountain of life
0: and unwelcome with dirty feet sitting there with dung on his feet from the road amongst all the rest of them all polished and smelling good and there he sits with droop, weary face, the sweat stains on his beard, eyes drooped down, unkissed. Jesus wants to be kissed. There's a Bible. scripture in the Bible said, Kiss the son, lest he be angry. That's right. Jesus wants to be kissed. Did you ever kiss him? Sure you can. He's sitting there unwelcome. Dirty feet. Jesus. But dirty feet. Oh, don't that make you feel funny? Jesus. Dirty feet. Unwelcome. Look what you do with them today. Instead of bringing them into your big party church, you push them off in some little mission down on the corner, where the grocery will even have a grocery. It's all contaminated. It's down there in a little murky place, down in a basement somewhere. <laughs>
2: And you pray for him to come. And put him in the dirtiest hole you can find. God be merciful. But
0: that should be his name. He comes anyhow. They want that about a car, a little Holy Roller tabernacle. he comes anyhow. Then he doesn't move up there with the Porsche. So that's the way he comes anyhow. Make him
2: welcome.
0: Now he tries to get to your big church, but you won't let him. You know too much. You're too busy with the affairs of the church. You're hypocrite,
2: standing there. You invited him.
0: What you pray for? He said what well, would take place when the Holy Ghost comes. on the day of Pentecost. They prove what he would do when he comes. And he'll come to your church and he'll throw it out. Pharisee, you actor. You're only kind of act that like have strummed into you up at the seminary somewhere. Won't you welcome Jesus? Amen. Jesus with dirty feet. Oh, God. Jesus with dirty feet. The loving Savior. Them feet that soon to be spiked.
2: Them hands
1: unwashed with
2: feet with dirt and dung on them, the road and blistered
1: Dirty feet. Precious hand. Crown the soon to be born crown.
0: A nut that'll catch the creatures of the blood as it pours off his face. And is setting amongst those religious people unwelcome. My Jesus, with dirty feet. Oh God.
1: Oh, if I could be that lucky. Oh, if I could only come and wash
0: his feet. There he is sitting there, dirty feet, unwell, nobody wants to have anything to do with him. His feet so dirty.
1: So what did he do?
0: What did he do? he come anyhow. he come anyhow. He said, yeah, I'll be there. So he sat there, he kept his appointment. He'll keep his appointment with you every time. There he is sitting there, hair seat, sitting there rubbing his hands. Now look, ah, Jones, you see, there's know Jesus was sitting there.
2: Do you think he was uncomfortable?
0: Sure he was uncomfortable. He didn't know all the people around. He felt uncomfortable. Nobody was making him welcome. So then the first thing you know,
2: what did he do then? What did he say? He sat there like that.
0: Now let's watch what he does. I look on the outside. Let's look outside there. Is everybody looking? Nobody knows who he was. do well, I'm say, well, where's he at? Now, look, I'll, let's get another scene here. Look, coming down the street, y'all. I see a, a little old woman. Oh, what a name she had in the city. She was a sinner. We won't go into details about it. She was a prostitute. A woman of ill fame. The one that did wrong. But remember, brother, she's somebody's daughter.
2: That's right.
0: How do you know what caused that life? Maybe some sweetheart introduced her to such a life, put her in his arms and promised her everything, and then when he ruined her character, run away and left her to spoil another, and that introduced her to this kind of life. Who knows the story behind her? But now she's marked. No one had anything to do with her. She's roaming the streets, making her money the best she can. I hear her say, look over there at Pharisee's house, wonder what's going on. Of course, she can't come into a crowd like that. That's all out of order for a prostitute to ever come to a place like that. But she gets on the outside. Oh God. I see her stand on her tiptoes over this big old fellow's shoulders. She's trying to She said, Well, look at all that good stuff to eat. Oh, my, isn't the rich heaven. Oh, isn't it wonderful? And her eyes falls over in the corner. Oh, well, look. That's him. That's him. Oh, she says, it can't be like that. His feet's dirty. His face is dirty. Why, he isn't, he isn't welcome. He's seldom welcome amongst the rich. She said, I... Oh that can't be,
1: uh,
2: isn't it really him? She looks again, yes
0: that's him. She turns around, runs away in the crowd real quick, down the steps of uh, the street, she goes up a little pair of creaking steps, as it wobbles and she goes up her little attic, she runs over into her, her little chest that she has there, she opens it up and pulls out a little bag, it's got all the money she has. She looks at him, she's it down it cleans. Said, I can't. I can't do that. I must be dreaming. There must be something wrong with me. I couldn't go to that feast. I just can't do this. Perhaps he takes and puts it back. Oh, but I can't do it. He don't know how I got that money. He's a prophet. He's a seer. He don't know how I got that money. But the oh, look, they invited him. He sat there like that. How did they do it? Oh, somebody ought to attend to that. And somebody ought to attend to it today. But they won't do it. You're too well entertained. You have they stay on look at the television. You have to go to drive-in at night. It's too hot to go to church. Oh, you actors! <laughs> this old horrid, she picks it up again. She said, but I must. Oh, it must be crazy. The tears are flowing on her cheeks. He said, oh, I want to look at him, to see the way he looked, his sad look, everybody passing by, nobody making him welcome. He's sitting there as a, as a wallflower, everybody passing by. That's the way he is today.
2: Everybody passing by. Oh, you got your churches, you got
0: your religion, you got your doctors and so forth, but what about Jesus? He just passed by. Let him sit there like that. She said, I've got to do something about it. I've got to do it. I don't... You know, there's something about women. I wish to God they would use more of it. There's something about them, they don't stand and wonder like man. We stand and wonder and figure it all out. But women usually go do what's on their heart. She said, I... i just got to do it. So I see her get her robes together, pick up a little sock full of... This ever penny she had, leaving the old shop. She goes down the street real hurry, and look over there, and she starts into this great perfume shop. Now I see this old, long, hooked-nosed Jew standing back there counting his money. The things have been dull that day. He said, oh my, I haven't even made expenses. Hadn't even made expenses. All sour and broke up, and the first thing you know, she walks in the door, and I don't treat her like a lady. He looks out and says, well, look what's out there. You don't walk out and say, could I help you do something? I said, well, what do you want? She said, I want the best alabaster box you've got in the I want
2: the best you've got.
0: Yes. Hey. Somebody, oh, when he sees the money, it's different now. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: I want the best you've got. He's worthy of the best. Oh, yeah.
0: What do you do for him? Give him the leftover. Oh, yes, you run around all day and give him three minutes a night before you go to bed. He deserves your best friend.
2: He deserves everything you got.
0: What do you do about it? You give him his anything. He takes it. He takes it anyhow. He takes it. But she said, I want the best. And it cost her everything she had to get the best. That's what you want to do. Give your best. To give Him your best. Give Him the best of your life. Give Him the best of your songs. Give Him all your talent, Give Him everything you've got. Give Him your feet. Give Him your hands. Give Him your eyes. Give Him your mouth. Give Him your ears. Give Him your soul. Give Him your heart. Give him your praise. Give him everything you got. Hallelujah. He's deserving of the best. She said, I want the best you
2: got.
0: Well, I said, let's see how much money you got first. So he pours the sock out, counts it out. Yep, 280 pieces of woman in the area. That's just exactly what it costs. Then he goes over and gets the box, sets it out to her. Ah, you hear him say, I wonder what she's going to do with that. Here she goes. Out the door, she has to hurry, she's late. It's better late than never, isn't it? You've waited a long time too. But it's better to come. Don't stay the way you are. Long time you've been wanting really to be a Christian. Waiting a long time is getting pretty late, that's right. But go in now. Let this be the time. Let this morning be the morning. I'm going all the way for Christ now. I've got to get there. Here she comes. I see two men nudge themselves. They're going there. They're going there. Look, I guess she's going to the feast of Pharisee. What a Pharisee invited her. Oh, you're... We Americans are too good. We just don't realize how low down we are. Amen. That's right. We're too good. We're always better than somebody else. You poor, naked, wretched, miserable hypocrite.
2: Don't you know you're lost?
0: Yeah. Oh, America, how God would have took you, but you would not. How He sent you righteous man who preached and lived on toady crackers and bread and, bread, and wine. And you made fun of them and called them holy roller and pitched them in jail and tore up the places and despised
2: them?
0: Oh, you're too good. You don't don't need anything. The Bible said in Revelation, Know you not that you're a blind, miserable, wretched, poor, and naked and don't know it?
2: Oh,
0: yes. Yes, ladies. You can take and go out here and just fix all up and wear the best of clothes. You can go to the best of churches you can all fix up and have your hair manicured or what you call it and wear the big high heel shoes and paint all up like a circus and go down to the church and say, well, I'm just as good as they are. Oh, you miserable blind wretch. You don't know that you're lost. Yeah. You think because you got to change your clothes, mister, because you can you know, ride in a good car today and got a good job and the boss pats you on the back you think you've got everything made. You shun church. You wouldn't go to a place where they went to the altar and prayed. You're ashamed that your neighbors would see you, you poor hypocrite.
2: Don't you know you're lost?
0: You don't want Jesus. You ain't got no room for him. Nuts, one of us. You're going there. Yeah. They passed me by unnoticed, Or they once passed with a smile. You heard the old song, now I'm marked. Mark, Mark, I am Mark now wherever I go. I am Mark, 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 what I am everyone seems to know. That's right. But I've been sealed, sealed, sealed. I've been sealed by God's Spirit divine. Oh, glory to God, hallelujah, amen. I am his, and I know he is mine. Go ahead, Lord, if you want to. I'm on my road, hallelujah.
1: I can do my mind, Lord. your head
0: On his the road, there she goes. She pulls her veil up over her face, down the street she goes all in, hypocrite, nubs them hypocrites, nudging one another. She gets right to her. Side. She raises up the tears, of the scarlet her cheeks. They see she's been crying. Wonder what she's crying? She stops outside the agent line, she looks up, she says, Oh, I can't.
2: I can't. Oh, I just can't do this. I can't believe
0: what will he say when he knows what I am? That's a good thing, sinner He knows what you are. Amen. Come anyhow. Come yeah. anyhow. All you Pharisees that's been going to church all these times and supposed to be a Christian. He knows what you are. you yeah. worry. He knows who you are. He knows what's on the inside of
2: you.
0: You're ashamed to come to the altar after like belonging to church so long, but He knows you. He knows what's on the inside
2: of you. Yeah. She's tough. She said, Oh, I just can't do it. I just can't
1: do it. What would he say about a woman like me? What would he say? But here they've invited me it's my opportunity. Oh, you don't realize what an opportunity you've
2: got. You've got an opportunity today, friends, to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You've got an opportunity today to be a saint of God.
0: You don't have to be a, a stinking sinner. You can be a saint. You don't have to be a hypocrite. You don't have to be a church and a tender and not a Christian. You don't have to go along there and act like you're a Christian and go to church to hide your meanness. You can really be a Christian. You've got an opportunity. Yes, she is. She said, oh, look. Oh, what would he say if I come? What would he do? But I hear him say that one time I heard him preaching. That's it. If you ever hear his word, hey, something's different now. Hey, oh, Lord. I heard him down on the banks of Galilee one day. For hey, all those things other kind of people standing around he raised up his precious hands and said come unto me all ye that labor and are heavy yeah, land I'll yeah. give you that she said oh you know that's what I need is wrath my poor wretched soul is burning and he said whosoever will that meant me that was me sure but look what's standing between me and there that's what's standing between you and him.
2: There's
0: a whole lot of imposters standing between you and him.
2: There's a whole lot that would keep you away
0: from him. There's a whole lot that would tell you it was crazy. They're still standing between you and Jesus, but he said, come. <laughs> come. She heard it. Brother, you know what she does? She tucked that alabaster box under her arm, and she started knocking one more way for the other. She's elbowing her way through the crowd till she got to Jesus. Could you do that? Elborne her way up away from unbelief days of miracles and praise. Don't such a thing as the Holy Ghost. Just keep moving them away. Making her way till she got to him. Now here she stands. She's standing before Jesus. The only place that she could ever find rest to her soul. She's helpless. She falls down. She falls
2: on the ground. She starts boo-hooing and crying. The tears are running down her
0: cheeks. Oh, she's so guilty. And she's so sad to see that him say there the dirty feet at the ba- banquet. and dirty feet. And she's tear- crying. And the first thing you know, she gets beside herself. She don't know what she's doing. God help us to get beside herself once in a while in order to get to Jesus, to get saved. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Brother, I remember when I come to him, I got beside myself. I didn't care who was around. I cried, I shouted, I praised the Lord. I didn't care who saved anything. I was beside myself. God help us to push aside these old dry cranes and denominations so we can get to Jesus and get saved.
2: She was beside
0: herself. The tears were going down her cheeks. The first thing you know, she is so beside herself, she set standing with a fountain of love. And she was so beside herself, till she found out she was washing his feet with the tears that run down off of her face. Hey.
1: Oh, what beautiful water! Hey. What beautiful water! Hey. Tears from the penitent center washing Jesus dirty feet. Hey. Hey.
2: Tears
1: from a penitent center.
2: Hey. Washing Jesus' dirty feet. Yeah. she
1: beside herself, she was rubbing his feet. She just didn't know what to do. Her heart
0: was so happy that she had the opportunity to stand in his presence. Yeah. She was washing his feet with her tears. <laughs> just rubbing him. And the first thing you know, she got so excited and so beside herself until she, her hair fell down. She had all of her curls done up you know, on top of her head. And her hair fell down. <laughs> And she began to wipe his feet with her
1: hairs.
0: Oh, what a dying towel.
2: Listen.
0: If some of the women these days are try to wash his feet and wipe them with her hair, they have to stand on their head to do so. they cut their hair off. That's right. Remember, wait a minute. I didn't say that for a joke. This is no joke in time. Let me tell you something. That's the Bible. The Bible said a woman's hair is her
1: glory. That's right. And look, what happened? The only decent thing she had about her was her own hair, and it fell down at her feet, at his feet. She laid her glory at his feet.
2: She was wiping his feet with her glory. Hallelujah. God has
1: us to do the same thing. And his feet bathe them with the tears of water from the fountain of a penitent heart. From her heart pouring out tears. Oh God, I'm so wretched. I'm so miserable, Lord. Oh God. And her glory lay in my deceased wife and her feet of to glory.
2: What a picture! What a picture of salvation tears from her eyes washing his feet. The glory, the only
1: decent thing she had, she was wiping him with it.
2: Hey,
1: oh my. She raises up, she couldn't get up. She's halfway up. The tears are streaking down her cheeks. It's like mountains running off of her face. And she's washing his feet. And she picks up this alabaster box. She
0: breaks the top of the, the off of it. And she pours it all Not just strangely feet. she
2: pours it all. (laughs) All of her living, all of her glory,
0: all of her money, all of her everything, and even all of her heart pouring with tears, she
2: lays it at the feet of Jesus. Oh, you poor
0: church member, miserable hypocrite set her all by so starchy and different. Don't you see what this poor prostitute was doing? She was laying everything in Jesus' feet. She wanted to be welcome. Amen. What's happened to the party? Who cares what's happened to the party? I'm not interested in the party. I'm interested in a sinner coming to Christ. No matter how she gets there, just so she arrives. Oh party, that's the trouble of today. So busy with the parties and things, soup suppers, entertainments, and baseball games, and bump-calling the church and everything. You, you, you let Jesus go out. Oh, what a pity. Get up, get up. Here he is, the parties all, all broke up. Look at them all standing around gapping, looking. Now I look at Pharisee, punch the other. Say, you see, if he was a prophet, he would know what kind of woman that was standing by. See, I told you he was a prophet. He I don't know how it is. that poor she couldn't even hear it she was so happy she had to think what if he would move his foot would he move his foot have, if he have moved one foot she'd have been gone <laughs> but you know, he never. he he was enjoying it yeah. he was enjoying the service to him yeah. he was enjoying somebody loved him that much yeah. he just kept real still yeah. and she'd take one foot and, then and she, would and she'd kiss his feet this desires,
2: though. Oh God, I wish we could get like that. Just
0: yeah. get Well, then the first thing you know, Oh Pharisee says, "See, I told you he was the prophet. He would have known." Said, "Look, that woman will even ruin his reputation." Oh, how
2: blind!
0: Oh, pride is such an evil thing. Listen, he thought that woman would ruin his reputation. Well, my brother, Jesus' reputation is made in the presence of sinners. That's where his reputation is made. Not amongst the starches and stiff, but amongst sinners who is willing to repent.
2: That's
0: where Jesus' reputation is made. When sinners will come to him.
1: And there she is. She's got his feet washed, and she's just kissing his precious feet, saying, Oh God, thank
0: God, I'm kissing right now after all. Big old spikes will be drove through there for the shedding of blood for my feet. His feet and going on, and Simon stood back there. (laughs) Oh, I could see him turn red in the face and then white with rage. (laughs) Oh, my. Jesus turns around. (laughs) He said,
2: Simon, I've got something to say to you. (laughs) I've got
0: something to say to you. I come to your house at your bidding. You bid me to come. And you never give me any water to wash my feet. Yeah. Said I come to your chamber, and you never give any oil to anoint myself with. And
1: said you didn't even kiss me. You didn't make me welcome. <laughs> yes. I Random tabernacle, wake up!
2: Yes. Yeah. You didn't wash my feet. You told me to and you didn't wash
1: my feet. Yeah. yeah.
2: You let me sit here
1: embarrassed.
0: I wanted to be something for you, but you wouldn't let me. You didn't wash my feet. You never give me any oil to anoint my face with. They're burning. My cheeks are burning. I've traveled two days through the hot sun. You never give me any anointing oil to help my poor parched face. My feet's dirty and stinking, and you didn't give me any water to wash with. And you didn't even kiss me to make me welcome. But
2: is that this poor woman, ever since she's come into this building, she hasn't ceased kissing my feet. Yes. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, I want to do that to you.
1: Then
0: I say unto you, to the woman, your sins, which are many, are all forgiven you.
2: <laughs>
0: what good your old starchy church going to do? What good's the old... Paper, you got your name. Lord, I'm going to do you. You better make Jesus welcome. Make you a left stache out of
2: you. That are
0: sins, which
1: are many, are all forgiven me.
2: <laughs>
1: hey. I just can't preach some more. I think. <laughs> oh God.
2: <laughs> five sins, which were many, are all forgiven me. Go on, Jesus. Hey. Her standing
0: her cheeks stained, her eyes blarred, the oil all over her mouth, her face from kissing his feet. what should have gone in, the tears running down her cheeks, her hair hanging down, soaking with the manure and dust and dung off on the road, hanging in her hair, where she these his feet. And you hear that word. You've embarrassed yourself, Look here, Now your sins are all forgiven you.
2: <laughs>
0: my sins are all forgiven me.
1: Go in peace. Oh, God. I want to stand there. I want to do that too.
0: Some glorious day when it's all over, I preach my last sermon.
2: I'm getting old now.
0: I realized, I said to the boys this morning, I said, I'm already 46 years old. Oh, I've got to do something for God. Yeah, I can't be here too much longer. Nature shows that. said, yeah, that 20, 20 years before I would be. Life's a fading. It's going away. Man. I can tell it. Man. But one day when it's all over, I don't know, mansion. Yeah, man. I don't want no big stuff in
1: heaven. I want to crawl up to them same feet. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Look down there and pat him a little bit with my hand.
2: <laughs> Kiss him out on the foot and say, oh, Jesus. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah.
0: Say, you love me when my path was so dim. When I was so in need, Lord, and so
1: indifferent, you love me then. <laughs> You the one who brought me through, Jesus. Oh, I love you. I love you. Oh, oh. oh Jesus. The empty with scars for me, Jesus. I love you. I love you. I love you. Oh. oh, I don't
0: want to touch him like that. and now will You know all about it. I feel like then I could go away, that would that save me forever, toil the road. Hey. The toils of life may be many, it may be cold. How little it will seem in that morning when we walk up the streets of gold. There's so many hills to climb upward, I'm off this But one day when I get there and cross my last fort, if I can just see, man, Pat his feet and make him welcome.
1: Amen. Let him say, Lord
0: Jesus, oh, I'm so glad that you loved
1: me when I was so sinful. I'm so glad you kept me when I couldn't do nothing else. Lord, you When I was sick, you healed me, Lord. When I was a sinner, you forgive me. Oh, blessed Jesus, that he's at your dear feet again. <laughs> Oh, my, I just can't preach no more. Let's bow our head just a moment while the piano's come up with you. Dear Jesus, oh, Jesus, the dirty feet.
2: <laughs>
1: this cold world's different, making you so unwelcome. Jesus, what can I do, dear God? What can I do? <laughs> I want to meet you someday, Lord. I want
0: to pat your precious feet and say, Lord, you love me. You were scarred for me. You were wounded for my transgressions and with your stripes I was healed. I love you so, Lord, because you love me. Won't you, Lord, let us all do that?
2: Granted, Father.
0: While we have our heads bowed. I wonder if you would think now, would you raise your hands just a minute ever, who would say, Brother Branham, I've been a sinner. I want to accept Jesus now. I've been into my house, Brother Branham. I've kind of been ashamed of him before my people. God bless you, Mother. I've been died into my house. I haven't entertained him. I've been just a little bit ashamed of it. I'd see my neighbors come in it's time for me to go pray I'd just let it go by I wouldn't say nothing I'm ashamed of them. I just that Jesus I'm ashamed I'm going to raise my hand up to you Jesus and ask you forgive me I'll not entertain you like I should God bless you young man someone else raise your hand and say God be merciful to thee God bless you fella God bless you lady <laughs> Jesus is here He's here just as much as he ever was. He's here just the same as it was at the banquet of the Pharisees. We invited him to come in this morning. Here he is. And you kind of shame yourself. Don't you want them tears running down your cheeks to say this to him, Lord, I'm ashamed. I, I don't want to be indifferent. I, I, I want to love you. I want to do everything. you step up your hand to him and say, by this, Lord... God bless you, brother. God bless you, brother. God bless you, 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 sister. Look at Jesus. nail your Amen. God bless you, brother.
1: Someone
0: else, you just raise your hand.
2: God
0: bless you, sister. God bless you, brother. God bless you. Just keep your head down while God's talking, huh? Mm
2: bless
1: you,
0: Somebody here that's a sinner wants to come and kneel down? Oh, To come now if you receive Christ as your Savior, move up around the altar and pray. Would you do it? If there's no room around the altar, stand around the aisle and we're going to pray in a few moments. I will sing it again. When I rise to worlds unknown and behold me on thy throne, Rockaway, just remember me almost Sunday morning at the Friends Tabernacle when I come to the altar. I see you on entertainment. I come to give you my life. Come to dedicate my life to you anew. If there's anybody here that wants to dedicate your life to you,
1: come now.